Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. I'm joined here by Brandon, Caden, and Thane. Thane's back on here for our Premier League panel series. We've been slacking on the series. We do apologize. It's just NFL started. Work consumes a lot of our lives. Yeah, American football is more important than European <laughs> football, sorry. To some, yes. <laughs> um, but we have a lot to break down. Uh, we have not talked about Premier League or even Champions League for that matter since match day or match week five, I believe. Um, so there's a lot to kind of cover between now and then, but you know we'll kind of try and sum it up, talk about our teams that we obviously favor, and you know the standings going into, I believe it's match day or nine. match week nine coming match up this week weekend, nine. and um, which is going to be pretty exciting. There's been a lot of really cool games I've seen. I haven't been watching as you know to the fullest extent, you but I have been watch. I watched the Arsenal game, which was awesome. Okay. Uh, I watched that Dortmund game versus AC Milan, which was. Fucking, I like I like that game. That was really really cool to watch that one, especially the the yellow wall. Me and Brandon were talking about those guys and the fan base there and how fucking nuts it is. Atmosphere is crazy. It's like that might be one of the coolest stadiums I think I've seen in any football match San across Cido. the pond. San Siro. Like, I mean, yeah, there's definitely some iconic ones, but like that atmosphere and vibe, like even through the yeah. television, I was like, gosh, man, like that's. The smoke just consumes the, the flares. Like, that was something. But um, that's obviously not Premier, so sorry to go off track there. But obviously, we can probably start out with the standings here. The, the number one team in Premier right now is Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Um, Where's Brady when we need him? I know. Shout yeah. out to Brady, Tottenham I mean, Hotspurs fan. I think a lot of this is due to that that manager change. And Prostacule is turning stuff around with this young uh, group of kids. And... You know, they weren't, they're not the same team they were last year, that's for sure. You, you see the flair they play with, the, the players look like they're, they're, ready to, they're ready to play week in, week out. I feel like last season they would show up and they wouldn't do enough, you know what I mean? It's been the complete opposite of this, of yeah. this season. And that's, that was sort of a given too when you're losing a striker mm-hmm. like Harry Kane, but it, it was is, almost yeah. like it was a, a split that needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was like it, Hawkinson. It, yeah, and it benefited both teams. Better. Nice way to better. draw American football back into the European football yeah. comparison there. But there's just there's a new, I guess, spurt of life in this Tottenham side with Kulisevsky, even mm-hmm. with Hume Sun Sun leading the way too. Who's a and dog? I, I gotta say, I really... James Madison is playing very well in a James new role. Ma- looking like the signing of the summer, possibly. And I, I like what they have going on there. They still have some holes in defense. That I would like to see them work out. I don't. I'm not sure how good Loris has been playing this season. Oh, he hasn't. He's not starting. It's it's, it's the, Ricardo. Uh, yeah. Oh, so I was, yeah, that's just so, yeah. That kind of proves the point. He's, I was say. No, he's kind of been balling, bro. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. He's actually no, been he's balling. Been playing well. Like he, he's not been playing bad at all. I will say this: their their standing is kind of heavily inflated. If you actually look at their record, they've played some pretty bottom of the table or like. Like low end clubs like Sheffield and mm-hmm. um and and Burnley and uh, Bournemouth and well, yeah, um, can't much lower than those and Brentford teams. they tied Brentford like two you know, they two hey Brentford's a good team bro um but like it's just not a club that like me personally I've been hearing much about I don't know much about their team so I obviously I'm probably sleeping it's not on a London them. team that's a London team um, but they did beat Man United a team that I know is a shit. fucking massive club two right nil that's shit. a sound that's a full sound win They're right shit there right now. <laughs> but, uh, but they did beat Lutton one zero. They beat Liverpool two to one. Yeah, but that Liverpool game was absolute run. robbery. It was a robbery. We were VAR call was, that mm, literally mm, he pulled yeah. out of 
because the game had gone too far on and mm. they pretty much couldn't stop the game and they released the audio from the game and he's like can't stop it can't stop it and it was an off or it wasn't offsides and Liverpool got a goal mm. but wow. they called it offsides and it wasn't offsides mm. that pretty much gave Tottenham that one and even on the audio they're like good call yeah. Good process. No, he said good call, good process. Then they look at it again. He's like, it's offsides, it's offsides. He's like, game's too far gone, can't call it back. Wow, that's mm. that's a blunder on the officiating. Yeah. It is Big fucking bo- It is just bullshit. But we were down nine men. We, we were with nine men. Oh, yeah. We were only playing with nine men. And one of the red cards. Actually, we both of the red shit. cards were kind of sus. Bro, all, almost, I would say almost every single red card that Liverpool has accumulated across the season. Have all been shit. Yeah, the Van Dyke one against Newcastle. Yo, the McAllister yeah. one was fucking dog shit, bro. McAllister one was the most yeah. clear yellow card I've ever seen. Yeah, Liverpool's that, had some tough yeah. calls on this season. But they're still, still top five. Yeah. yeah, still in third place, right? Or is it fourth? Oh, it's, it's actually fourth. Man yeah, City's fourth. in yeah, third. That's right, that's right. That's um, right. But a team, then, since we can go down this maybe top, we may go down all the teams here, but Arsenal at number two, uh, a team, obviously, that's my team. I've like, honestly, I never even knew much about them, but, like, even throughout middle school, I would catch a game every now and then. Like, I would talk to, the, like, a bunch of kids at school about Arsenal and stuff like that. Never was a big fan, I won't lie on that, but, like, now that I'm kind of trying to get into this Premier League a little more, I've noticed that, like, I think we are the team to beat this year, like, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Just just based on what I've seen from not only our defense, but I just think we have the playmakers across the board. Odegaard is probably my favorite Premier League player. Just a little biasy, but how can yeah. you not like him? He's full sound. Fantastic. Um, as well as, I know Brady doesn't like Ben White, but another like I'm I'm kind of a, like he I, I have some favoritism towards him as well. He made some decent plays um, against this really nice win against uh, Man City. But obviously to silence Holland and kind of close those guys out to not even a, a goal. But I, I think you're missing That's a one huge win. You're missing a man. Two men. Yeah, he's missing a very big man that was a part of that win against Man City. A man who has $175 million in his pocket. Oh, right Declan now. Rice. Hell no. no? Yeah. <laughs> William Saliba. William Saliba. William Saliba. He's okay. probably the best. You can make an argument he's probably the best center back in the world right now. You can make that argument. Who was. Um, gosh, who's their like, right winger? Or like, right. You talking mid? about Saka? No, no. Uh, He's like, I think he's Latino. Martinelli? Yeah, Martinelli. I like him. Brazilian. Brazilian. on the left side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like him. They're, he's a great player. Him and Saka. When you can have two players like that on both sides mm-hmm. of the pitch. He just turns dudes around. And they're both, I mean, let me, let me double check. I do apologize I for me butchering people's names. I'm still trying to learn. You know, still, oh, give me time. William Saliba has not been dribbled past a single time this season. Mm. He's won 100% of his duels this they're, season. And he comes up against Madrid. And they're both, nah. 20, they're both 22 <laughs> years old. Martinelli <laughs> and Saka are both 22 years old, and both of them are regarded as the top players, if not top three players in their position. Mm. And the, prim, prim, the Premier League, and let alone all of Europe, some would say, honestly. Hey, what do you, what what do you I, guys think about Arsenal after that win against Man City, especially you, Brandon? Can I get your two cents? I know that's your team, and Holland's your guy for Premier, obviously. What, what were your thoughts? It was it was a game that lived up to the hype, not so much on the scoreboard, but just overall just a good game between the second and third team, the two best lie. teams in the Premier League, honestly, in my, my opinion. Lie, she was ass. Yeah, it was boring for me to watch. That was a bad game. I just, as a, as a fan, that, like, I just like 
good methodical like just coaching mm-hmm. when you have two coaches that can't really figure each other out in yeah. a way and you have two good teams that just can't I feel like I'm more so just banking on the drama that it gave me. Mm-hmm. I mean, the 86-minute winner for Martinelli yeah, yeah. to give them the win over a team that honestly stole the Premier League title from them last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would, hey, you they, would say, I, I would say they lost it. They had it in their hands. Wait, was, that's, that's, what, like, that's, what, that's another way of Crazy. saying like they stole it. That, yeah, saying they lost it was a better way to put it. But the the title was theirs last year. The title mm-hmm. was Arsenal's. Yeah, it was to take last year, they and it. they they bottled it. And Man City just ripped it right from their hands, and it's the first time they matched up this year in the Premier League. Um, and and I forget that, I forget what the Community Shield result was. Uh, I think so Arsenal, Arsenal actually Arsenal won them. on penalties. Yeah, so I mean Arsenal's two and zero against them this year yeah. after taking the title it, from themselves. Complete, complete turnaround from what it was last season. City would I remember City shit on them last season. Hundred percent. And any that, any time that you can hold a Man City side to a clean sheet, mm. that's something to go home and pat mm. your back about. And especially when Holland's kept off that sheet, yeah, even dominated. Yeah, like they just shut down completely. Yeah. So that just, I mean, shout out to Saliba in that defense. I mean, Gabrielle's really good as well. Ben White's really good. They have a very stout defense, and it is overall a very balanced game. And Arsenal pulled through at the end with some late minute drama. So I was. As an overall fan, I was satisfied with the game. Obviously, I'm more so a Holland fan than I am a Man City supporter. So I didn't really care too much, if I'm being honest. But I want to see Holland succeed. So, overall, it, it was a good game. And if you're an Arsenal fan, you're you're excited to see a result like that. And you look at their past two matches, obviously the Man City win. But they did have that 4-0 win over uh, Bournemouth. And obviously, they're talking about how you know they're bottom three, I think, right now. And then they drew against Tottenham in week six. And then in week five, they had that gritty win over Everton, that one uh, nil. And then they also beat Man United 3-1 in week four. In week two, I think we talked about these games, but just for some context, they tied with Fulham. Um, and then they beat Crystal Palace in week two. Week one, they beat Nottingham 2-1. So, like, I, I feel pretty convinced right now with like their offensive production and stuff like that. But I, I think they're sitting in a, obviously number two is a really good spot to sit at. But um, Thane, what were your thoughts? I guess overall on just Mikel Arteta, you know, beating Man City. That's a big. I think he's a lot. That was his first win. I, that's that's more as if Mikel Arteta be Pep Guardiola. Yeah, Pep Guardiola, who trained him to be who he is now. So mm. touch on that. Touch yeah. on. I, I want. I want your two cents there. I mean, Mikel pretty much came to Pep and became assistant manager for Man City, I want to say, I think it was 2019, and I think he was there until 2021, or I'm not sure, but I know under Pep he learned tons of things, and Pep does say that out of all the teams that they played, the one team that he didn't celebrate against when they beat them was Arsenal. And he said when he saw Mikel not celebrate when they beat Arsenal, when Pep was for City, that he knew that he had a plan to go to Arsenal. And, I mean, you can see what he's doing now. Compared to the game last season of City versus Arsenal, when City came to the Emirates, which just like the game that happened uh, last weekend, but City completely dominated them. And I will say City didn't have De Bruyne this weekend, which they did have last season. And that's really what clicked City is that playmaker yeah. oh, in yeah, the midfield. Exactly. Can't forget that. Without De Bruyne, I mean, they really looked dead in the attack. Like, mm. 
they just don't have that through ball that they need for Holland or Alvarez, and they don't have someone who can really play mm-hmm. make. When you say through ball, you mean like that that long passing ability, like those crossers. Not even that. Yeah, so oh, it's like, like those those lofters. It can in a be sense. in the air or on the yeah. ground, but oh, it's pretty okay. much a through ball. Is when you play someone into the space. Oh, so, so. you're you're passing it to them in yeah. like mid like mid stride. Like if Mahomes yeah. is throwing Travis Kelsey open, or if yeah. Jared Goff is throwing, or he's gonna throw open. it in front of him. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna yeah. throw it there and anticipate that that guy's gonna be there. Is it the obviously? That you can't replace De Bruyne, it sounds like, mm-hmm. off rip immediately. Especially, like, I mean, ever. ever. You can't ever. really ever. You someone like this. One of the quality. greatest He's, midfielders of all time. Yeah, and oh. some would say probably the greatest. And they lost this him. generation. In my say. opinion, I'd say at the end of his career, he's going to be the greatest. And that just goes to show with how much talent is still on this Man City side, they can't come to fruition without. I mean, that's two losses now in a row one to Wolves and now to Arsenal. Well, was a lot lesser of an opponent than Arsenal is, but I mean that's just goes to show two losses in a row. Wolves are ranked fourteen. Yeah, that's that, that's a result that you just never ever expect to see, want to see, or ever should see as a Man City supporter. Obviously, there's those one-off games, but you're it just goes to show De Bruyne as a talent and just the overall value that he holds. Mm. And that definitely seemed to be probably an issue because you touched up on the defense, but you were talking about the through ball just not being there. Do you think it's maybe the lack luster ability of like maybe leg strength from some of their other guys, like not being able to get it there? Or do, are they not taking those chances? What do you guys think? Um, I just feel like there's not enough creativity. People, yeah, like you said, people don't want to take the chance. They don't want to take the risk. A lot of players are passing back. A lot of players are scared, I feel like, especially this weekend. Man City, they couldn't get anything going. Mm. Like They would pretty much just pass around. It was kind of dead weight. And then when Arsenal would get into flow, you would actually see them trying stuff and like taking risks. And that's really what makes a team great is when they take those risks and they actually come off. So you know, Especially in this league, I imagine, you want to create those, yeah. obviously, scoring yeah. chances. But so me, me and Brady were talking about how like you could do anything you want on a pitch, and if it works, it's class. I mean, that's true. I yeah. mean, that's the beautiful thing about soccer yeah. is anyone yeah. can kind of play the Pretty game. Much. Yeah. If you're obviously, you know, you have to have all those talents and yeah. attributes. But, it is, like, look at Messi, bro. Like, you, you can't. Take a guy that size and put him in the NFL, but look at him on the pitch. Like, he is a fucking world hero. The crazy thing is, like, like no one is like, man, that is so crazy. We, can't, we don't even get into that. That's, like, a whole other episode. But we did kind of talk about that number three team in Man City right now, kind of a lot. But is there anything else you guys had to, like, put a cherry on top for Man City? Anything notable? Just, we just need to see someone like Phil Foden try to step up and mm-hmm. fill the shoes he, of De Bruyne needs, the best way that he can. Yeah, he needs to focus on finishing. Yeah, I feel like all the times he has a one-on-one uh, chance with a goalie, or he just has like some sort of good chance where he's putting himself in a position to score. He's a pass-first player. I mean, mm-hmm. all the time I see that. Yeah, he dribbles more than most Man City players. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I want to see four. more takes from him. Holland. Holland mm-hmm. literally, he's playing. And not to take anything away from him, because he did this all last season. He plays as a target man, and he kind of just waits exactly. for that goal-scoring yeah. opportunity. He needs to do what he was doing at Dortmund. Yeah, but he needs to check into the space. He needs to get the ball at his feet and try to take players on. He has the he ability. Yeah, He's a big powerhouse. Like He can do it, but like I feel like 
when other players shy off, it kind of makes your other teammates shy off, and like it makes the whole group kind of. I mean, you, but also, that's also mm-hmm. just Pep Guardiola's ball, though. I mean, you see it with Jack Grealish. Look at the, look how he played in Aston. Yeah. Look how he played in Aston Villa. Yeah. Now he now he's on uh, on Man City in a completely different role. It seems. He still plays outside on the wing, but like I said, they're not taking the risks that they used to. No, they, uh, and even on, like, he said that uh, Pep wanted him to play uh, a hybrid left-back role, yeah. like, like a left-wing back. And I feel like that's not suiting his strengths as to what they could be. Because you saw, you could just, like, just look at what he was doing when he played for Aston Villa. He was taking on players, making balls. I'm not saying he doesn't do that now, but you see what he does every week. You know what I mean? Like, he'll get the ball, he'll turn his back to the defender, try pass to pass it, it off. Exactly, pass it back. Kind of like Kukarela. <laughs> no, kind of like all of Chelsea last season. But. <laughs> Chelsea, uh, we'll get into those guys. I'm sorry, they don't, they don't look... No, it's all right. They don't look too hot. Um, let's hope they can turn it around. Three-game win streak, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're not doing too... too I just see their standing... That's what that's what they, I just looked at. They started out very bad. They so they're they're digging themselves out of the hole. They play Arsenal this coming weekend too. Oh yeah. Oh, we might have Stamford Bridge, and you know who Arsenal has? The Snake Kai Havertz. Oh, uh, he ain't gonna I do can't shit. wait to hear him. He ain't gonna do shit, man. He ain't gonna do nothing, man. But and Georgie, but as four, Caden, this is a team. You know, you kind of off. Off mic, you were talking about how you don't have like the passion, yeah, as much as you do for AC Milan or the Tampa Bay Rowdies, obviously. But a team that you kind of follow closer than others in this league. Mm-hmm. Um, but Liverpool at, at number four, they don't look bad, but now, they don't look. We face good teams. We we've, we've proven that we can hang with the best and we can play with the best. But I, 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 I feel like when it comes to our discipline on any side of the pitch or even what like even those red cards don't define us just because I feel like they were bad red cards but even you minus those red cards it's just been kind of sloppy and I feel like we've been missing we'll never get that Firmino Sané I mean Mane and Salah ever ever again we'll never reach that height ever again that's a big statement no I don't honestly no no for for right now with this team right now we're not gonna we're not gonna reach that height they're still top five right now. No, no, that that front three, that team. I mean, they won the Premier League. You can't say never Champions because of the development for players now. Like in twenty years, there could legit be that trio yeah. again. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. You don't have that production. I'm saying with this team right, right now, now, it's not. It's not. We're not going to reach that again. And I'm not saying we should expect to reach that. You know what I mean? But I, I think all we can expect is just to win the next game, keep on winning the next game. But I, I, honestly, I feel like our our signings have come in a little bit. Uh, more lackluster than people are saying. You know, Sobosla has been good. He's not been great. You know what I mean? He's been doing his thing. Uh, he has some crazy highlights, some good highlights, putting up some okay numbers. But I feel like even when I play, even when I watch him play, I feel like it's not as big as an X factor as I thought he would have been. How much did we spend mm-hmm. on him? Like eighty-five million, something like that. Seventy-five million dollars. But I mean, I'm what? expecting a massive change. With Honestly, I've learned to take those numbers with a grain of salt, bro. No, but that's a yeah. lot of money. No, don't get me wrong. It's a lot of money, like, but like... I'm mad that Samuel Chukwueze isn't performing for Milan because we paid $28 million for him. I'm mad at that. I, but like, literally $28 million in 
this level of soccer and football broke, is like 25 fucking cents to these clubs, well, we're bro. Like, we're broke. We're broke. I don't hear that. True. I, I mean, some clubs is different, but like for Premier, like money, yeah. money, like you can align that with a player. I get it if they're not performing up to par. But like this is a game about development and just progression week in and week out with not only coaching and chemistry, but continuity with your team. And if you can work through that, I, I mean, Chelsea, you said they, they had a rough year last year. I've heard, I heard a lot about it. But now, like, now they're going on a three win. You know, streak here. I mean, they have young players. I would, you know, would not be surprised to see like a turnaround for like some of these other clubs, like mid-table clubs. Like even Man United is like they're they're low for Man United. Yeah, this is a team I always hear great things about, and they look they look rough. I mean, honestly, yeah, Ten Hag is just Jesus. They look fucking rough, bro. I mean, but yeah. Anyone else have anything to touch up on Liverpool with? Nah. No? Honestly, I can't. I, I would have more to talk about, but I just, you know, life's been fast right now, bro. Life has been fast. That is a good sentence. But, Fane, anything you notice about yeah. Liverpool's game? I mean, honestly, I feel like the thing that they're losing is the midfield. And they're really losing that defensive mid that they used to have in Wijnaldum and Fabinho, and I know Fabinho's mm. still there, but he's very old and he, uh, he's Fabinho, not the player no, he wants. Oh, he's in Saudi. Yeah. Damn. Well, he's gone, and they just don't have that. I know they brought in Indo, who is pretty uh, well he's... established, played in the Bundesliga for a long time, Asian guy, but he's uh, he's just not the same player that they once had. Yeah, I feel like. They, Graven Birch is someone that they sort of brought in to be like Fabinho. And he's, just, I think he's the guy he's that more of an attacking midfielder, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he had some great games in the Europa, uh, this, this most recent Europa uh, League game that they played. I forget, it was, it probably, it was against some shedder. And you know, Graven Birch was actually snapped. It was against uh, Union St. Galois. Yeah, McAllister's brother was playing. And. Um, that was kind of cool to see that little brother mashup. But, hey, grabbing Bush was balling. I'm not going to lie. And, yeah, it was a shitter that they were, we were playing, but he was balling. He was balling. The potential is there in is. all their players. They have a mm-hmm. fantastic squad, and mm-hmm. they're not doing bad, as you can see. I mean, yeah. What not, are they, third, fourth? fourth? Liverpool's fourth. Yeah, fourth. they're doing good, but it's just... Only one point behind City. Yeah, 17 points yeah. in eight matches, five wins, one loss, two draws. Oh, yeah. definitely, yeah, but definitely not a bad team. No, they're, they're I mean, they're top five in Premier League. I, any team in the top seven is obviously the, the goal, some of the best in the world. The goal is, the goal is top four, so that way you can qualify for Champions mm-hmm. League play. So Which we did not get last the season. fifth, I always forget, but if you finish fifth, you can still, I think you have like a play-in or something that you can still make the Champions League, but staying there is always top four uh, for Premier League, and honestly, I think all throughout, no, European. some leagues are different. Yeah, I know some leagues are different. Just because they're not as big. Isn't Eredivisie like only the champion goes? Yeah, some leagues only one team goes and like another one has mm-hmm. to qualify. Yeah. But when it, when it comes to like Italy, France, yeah. Spain, Germany, England, yeah, the top five four leagues man, yeah. for sure. USL Championship League, yeah. <laughs> MLS, <laughs> yeah. top fucking six get in. And Liga MX. Top eight, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I still feel the same way about Liverpool I did at the start of the season. They were my dark horse to be a top two, maybe even lead champion this year, just because of the potential that they have with Shabazzlai, with McAllister, with 
uh, Luis Diaz, mm-hmm. I think his name is. Yeah, Luis Diaz. And he changed his number to the seven. He's actually been doing pretty well. You still have Mo Salah, and you still have Van Dyke. You still have Trent Can't Alexander. Forget about you still Cody have Dacbo. Andrew Robinson. Cody Gakpo as well. And Darwin Nunez. He's, yeah, and he was the savior for exactly. you guys against. Mm-hmm. So that was a Newcastle game? Yeah, it was. Yeah, so, I mean, the potential's there. You're still sitting fourth. You have Joe Gomez still. Um, even uh, Ibrahima, Ibrahima, is that his first yeah, name? Kanate, um, from from Leipzig. Yeah, he's been, he's actually he's not bad. Once another high potential yeah. at every single position. Isn't he like old though? No, he's young, he's dude. He's only twenty four. Oh snap! And even um, Samikas, there's just a lot of high potential player, and even Trent Alexander's still twenty five years old. Yeah, you know? Dar- Darwin's my number one though. I love Darwin Nunez. And like I said, and even Diodo Jota. It's all around, dude. This team is fucking talented, and you have a guy at the helm like Jurgen Klopp, who I've obviously been a fan of since his Dortmund Say his days. last name again. Klopp. I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it, man. I try to do it justice. Instant fan, right uh, here. Dude, he's like one of the greatest Premier League coaches. Glasses has a nice rough haircut, shaggy beard. He's a stud, man. Oh, stud. Nice German lad. Great coach. Might have to check him out great, sometime. Great coach, so. Not literally, but yeah, I'm sure <laughs> yeah, you Yeah, I might have to check out his picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how we do it here. But um, they're, they're still, like I said, we've all touched on it, fourth place, but they've been they've had all the cards stacked against them in a way. We've touched on their, their bogus games and their bogus calls, so they could very well just be good officiating away mm-hmm. from being number one in the league right now. Yeah. I will say this. They've kind of had to, like, since the start of the season, I'm looking at like I'm looking at the standings and comparing it to the schedules that have already been like played and the games that have been played already. It looks like they've played a lot of like the mid table teams so far. Dude, Chelsea, um, Chelsea's a hard game. Newcastle's a hard game. Villa's a hard game. No, West Ham's a hard game. Talking about Tottenham's a hard game. Brighton's a hard game. Come on now, bro. These are all hard but games. But Chelsea's bro. ranked 11, and Bournemouth is Bournemouth. Um, 18th, I think, 19th. Liverpool, yeah. I mean, versus Brighton, they tied that game. Brighton's a great team, um, bro. No, West Ham's a great team. No, I'm saying, like, towards Villa's the beginning of the season, like, Ashton Villa, and Ashton Villa's actually five. That's a good well, one for them. some of those teams... 3-0 against Ashton Villa, actually. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, like, Bournemouth, they won 3-1. Newcastle, Newcastle 2-1. Newcastle just won, like, 8-0. Wolverhampton, game. you know, we, we know, yeah. you know, about them. Um, Man City. Yeah, West Man Ham. City. Facts. Neto. Neto. I feel like that assist. was an anomaly, though, like, type shit. Yes or, or no. Yeah, like they, I said, they have some good individual like players said, at, at Wolves. They, that's the game that you never should lose being a Man City fan, but individual yeah. player-wise, dude, they're great. Pedro Neto is leading the league in assists right now. Caden touched on him, but they're no slouch, but still a team that is in, what's that, like, 13th, 14th right now? A Which team? team? Uh, Wolver- uh, Wolverhampton Wolves. 14, yeah. Yeah, the team like Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, all of those teams should handle them easily on any given day. I'm See, the only reason I'm relying on the standings like as much as I am is because I haven't watched all these yeah. teams. I don't know all these rosters. But, you Which know, I mean, for you Liverpool... You still get a lot of the story from the standings. For Liverpool, I mean, they beat, they beat in their, so far, five, the ranked five team, the ranked six team, the ranked seven team, the ranked eight team. And then obviously the Wolves and Chelsea at eleven, and Bright uh, Brighton's at six. Excuse me. And then I think they beat Everton. No, they play Everton this week. Excuse me. Everton's dog. Yeah, yeah but like it, they actually had a. Better, that's a competitive schedule that's, so that's far. Also, that's also one of the. I would say I would say like a top five rivalry in the Premier League. Which one? Everton and Liverpool. Yeah. Oh wow! It's just not 
Is it as competitive? Because Everton has just never really been on the level yeah. as Liverpool, but they, the, I, I would have to see is where that game's at. I'm pretty sure it's like the, the founding side derby. Yeah, it's yeah. Like Mar- Side Derby. The Merseyside Derby. And it's at Anfield, so it's in the, the fans are going to show up and show out. What's if I was at Everton, I would sort of, I would be more interested in that game just because of the Everton fans and not go to some park. Yeah. They stack that place out and they get crazy just like any other fan base does over there, but it's still a game that Liverpool should win convincingly. Speaking of the number five a little second ago, Ashton Villa, they, this is a team that actually looks fucking good, man. They got a good coach. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll preface this before we move with them any bit further. So the... Fifth, sixth, and eighth teams right now. We're getting into all three of them are the top three highest scoring teams in all Premier League. So that's above Man City, that's above Liverpool, that's above Arsenal, Tottenham, all of them. I can understand Ashton Villa for sure. Uh, they started out rough, bro. Five one against Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. Anyone have thoughts on Ashton Villa? And they've turned I around. Watched that game. They, yeah. You know they won four. Yeah, that, was, that was the first game of the season, so they got the jitterbugs out after that game, but they've sort of turned it around since then. Jared Bowen, now I'm thinking of West Ham. Um, they have... Talking about Kyber Mitoma, Evan Ferguson. They have Diaby, Ali Watts. Diaby is who I was... John oh, yeah. yeah, that's who I was thinking of is Diaby King. Who's from, their uh, keeper? Leverkusen. Yeah. Their Leverkusen. keeper is um, Emmy Martinez, World Cup mm-hmm. winner, Golden Glove. Used to play for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Wow. Argentinian goalkeeper. Probably made the greatest save of all time. They really went under the radar this summer. They signed a decent amount of players, Mm. and they already had a decent amount of players that were pretty close. They sold some good players. Ollie Watkins being one of them, like you said. Mm. Matty Cash. Cash um, That's a name I know. Matty Cash. I think they had a brace in the second or third game this season. Mm. I, I think they only spent, like Cumulus did, with the players that they sold and the and the players that they bought. I think they only spent five million. Do they still have Leon Bailey? I don't know. Yeah. That's another name I was thinking about as well. Leon Bailey, they're they're great team. They are five two and one. Very prolific attacking team. Defending little suspect. They have twelve goals allowed, which is up there right now. Sort of middle of the table, below average as far as that goes. But they're dude, they're no slouch. And their goal differential is only seven. So that's not bad. Honestly, I I would say there's only. two or three teams that are actual slouches in the league this season mm. and that's two that have came up from the championship which is Luton mm-hmm. and Sheffield and I would say maybe Burnley or Bournemouth but honestly it's hard to get a result yeah. for, like at both of those stadiums so maybe when those teams are away it's pretty hard for them to get a result but Burnley home and Bournemouth home is not an easy game at all. Mm-hmm. Why would you say Lutton and Sheffield? I mean, we can look at the standings and just look at how horrific they've been playing, but what would you say personally? For Luton, makes you say I would that? just say, because I watched Chelsea play them, um, and this was at, or no, sorry, Chelsea was home, but pure domination from Chelsea, and this was when Chelsea was going through their rough stint, and they really didn't couldn't get much going in attack at all. And Luton came to our house and really made them look like a championship team. Like, I will say that Sheffield, they don't look as bad as Luton. They look more compact on the defensive side of things. But Luton doesn't seem to have much in attack or defense. So, they do have Ross Barkley. Yeah, I was going to say former so, Everton legend. I mean, he's a great player, well-established. But no, do you not think, much for Luton. What two teams did they replace? 
Do you remember? There's um, three teams. Uh, Burnley, uh, Burnley as well. Southampton. There's Southampton. That's uh, a team I Leeds, know. Leeds United. Leeds. Mm. So all Americans were. And who was the third? Uh, Everton escaped it. So did Bournemouth. I don't know. But do you think you that... You just looked from last year. Leicester. It was Leicester. 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 Yeah, because Jamie That's Vardy. That's a big one. Yeah, Jamie Vardy. Do you guys yeah. think that... They cycle through those bottom teams a little too fast, or do you think that's just perfect? Because like it, it inspires each team to like. I know it's, we're talking about the rule of the game at this point, but like I, I'm just curious. Like, do you think that that's actually fair? Because Sheffield just could be on like, just trying to get there, but they're just not there talent wise or funding wise. Like, there's a disadvantage. So that's there. kind of the thing. Is like, it was perfect, but over the past five years, it's kind of getting a little outdated just because the Premier League is bringing in so much money and like you see these Wolves, Brentford, Fulham, Nottingham, they're bringing in big players mm-hmm. there. So it's not the same league that it used to be where the top five teams would completely dominate the league. Mm-hmm. It's more of now every single team is well established with great players. A lot and more parity. Like when these teams come up like Burnley, Sheffield, Luton, they don't have the funding like you said to bring in these players. Sure, so it's very hard yeah. on them to get results and would you say it's it's as, it's harder than a team say like it sounds like you guys aren't too high on Everton. Have they been in the Premier League for a while? Yeah. Yes. Everton has yes. never been relegated for yeah. the Premier So they've just been shit for a while not, in Premier League. Not so much Everton, shit. They're a mid table team. Okay. Yeah. So they've just survived the cut. For like kind Not of ever. Survive, I mean, no. yeah. Last yeah. season they survived the cup, but yeah, most barely. of the time they were just always there. Yeah, they're kind they, of tenth, eleventh. They've got a couple of top eight finishes yeah. every now and then, but like now, because before, I think Dane hit it perfectly. Before, you would have these teams get caught up in from eighteenth probably to eleven, twelve, thirteenth. It'd be very competitive. Because that's like the team. The, I guess the goal was for the teams that just got caught up. They were trying to fight with those bottom like seven to eight teams to finish on like the top half of that. So that way they can survive a year, build off that funding, yeah. use that funding to then just keep building and building. Exactly. But now they just can't really compete, you know, because they they would be really realistically seven to eight more teams. Somewhat on the same level as that, so they would have a chance. Did it last year. Yeah, but, hey, they got some did dogs. Did you see how many players Nottingham yes. brought in when they came yes. up to the Premier League? Mm-hmm. They revamped their whole squad, yeah. mm-hmm. like twenty-two players. I mean, you can't really say it's panning now, but they're they got their hey, head above, they got their, they got their head above water. And they put the blueprint down for these teams. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Was Nottingham like a severe underdog so, story? They weren't a good team. They've been yeah. in the championship yeah, for like 10 team. years. And then they came up, signed everyone. So it's cool because you're still seeing the same dynamic just being done a different way. So now you have to start seeing these teams adapt to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, So I it's, it, it's sort of like Bill Belichick not adapting to what the NFL is now at the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what these teams like um, Lutton and... Or is it Lutton or Luton? Luton Town and Bournemouth sort of... They're not Bournemouth. So they're kind of going Burnley, at it Burnley, in like an old mindset. Like, okay, we'll get in, our, we'll get our front door. It might not even be so much the mindset. It's or just, just they're not attacking it the way that they probably should. Or, like, they're not trying to do that change. They're or just, is there a clear-cut disadvantage because well, yeah, the lesser be teams that. already the have finances, star power? Yeah, it's probably just a little bit of both. Like mm-hmm. Brandon said, you get the finances when you survive that mm-hmm. season. You don't get them when you come up. I think you get a little bit, but 
that that big chunk of change is when you stay in the league. So it's really hard when you first come up. And I know we kind of like strayed down to the bottom of the list, but I guess getting back on to six, seven, and eight teams that kind of look, you know, kind of like they're gonna be compete like competing for that area, in my opinion. Maybe even I say higher. I say all no all of these six six through eight are teams that are competing for you know Champions top five League? top five uh, yeah I would say top five doubt. top six I mean you got you got a uh, Brighton at six right now started the season on at five. first on after five. the first two to three weeks they're leading the entire Premier League in goals scored right now Kyrie but they're might, also yeah. like bottom six or seven in goals allowed they're like yeah. Um, what's a good NFL comparison for our American listeners? Like uh, the Commanders against the Bears on Thursday night. No, no, they're, they're, way, no, they're way better. No, like just like a very prolific and high scoring, like the number one Ralph, offense I, and I, number I, thirty two defense type of shit. I said oh, like Lions were, last year. Lions last year, yeah. probably. Yeah, I was gonna say that. No, but, but they're better than the Lions last year, though. They're like the Lions right but now. But just to, just to make the comparison, you know, yeah. you you have a top three top two offense and you have like a bottom three bottom five mm-hmm. defense that's sort of what they're at right now I see where and it came from the loss against Aston Villa and they lost against Aston Villa 6-1 and then yeah. in week one yeah. Brighton kicked mm-hmm. so when they lose they lose bad when they won but yeah. when won. but when they're not giving up like four or five goals they're yeah. gonna outscore you exactly and they're gonna beat you they're gonna run circles around you got they, guys young boys like Kyrie Mitoma and Evan Ferguson yeah, Evan Ferguson is leading the way dude the 18, 19 I think he's still 18 year old nice Irishman mm-hmm Big, I think he's like six Whoa. three, six four. Oh, it's big bunda. <laughs> <laughs> Before Caden steals that. Hey, I mean, if you're listening from across the pond, we do have some UK listeners. You know what bunda means, mm-hmm. okay? You but get I mean, the slang. They just okay? had a two-two draw against Liverpool last weekend, and there was one. Yeah, they beat Man U at Old Trafford three-one. They beat Newcastle three-one. They lost 1-0 to Chelsea before they lost 6-1 to Aston Villa, but they've shown that they can compete with the teams around them and the teams that are sort of up towards the top. I know drawing with Liverpool, beating a Newcastle that's right there behind them, I think, at number 7. But, I mean, like I said, they can score, but they can also give up goals. So I'm going to be interested to see how they sort of get through the season playing this type of ball. Okay. And West Ham's actually at 7, and Newcastle's at 8. But I see what you're saying. Uh, honestly, I feel like there's not much to talk about West Ham. I'm not gonna lie. What I would mean. Yeah, there's a lot, dude. Jared oh, Bowman's man. like third in the league with goals right now. Yeah. Yeah. They revamped their whole yeah. midfield. Yeah. Like Ward Prowse is fucking nice. long. Um, who's the guy on the left? Uh, Embuena. Embuema. Who? He he came from. Fuck! I think he came from Brentford. Embuema. Yeah. No, he's not on West Ham. It's um, Mikel Antonio up top and uh, yeah, it's Antonio. No, there's top. there's someone that plays Skamaka Ben Rama. That's what ben I was thinking. Rama. Ben Rama. Mm-hmm. Just he's a very skillful player. You yeah. know, he's not he's not gonna like carry you to a championship and light up the scoreboard. But isn't it? Whenever he like does produce, it's flashy. Like a danger. It's very flashy, you know, and. I, I'll never forget. It's probably from what I've seen. I'm I'm a little outdated, but it's been my goal of the season so far. It was so much the assist that made the goal, but Ben Rama got the ball on the left side. He settled it down and just up and over. One of the most beautiful little lob passes to Bowen in the box, and Bowen's first touch was even better, mm-hmm. and he just dinked it across yeah. the goal, bro. It was it was beautiful, and that type of play is just sort of. What West Ham is making their identity from top to bottom. They brought in Ward Prowse. He took the lead by storm the first 
three to four weeks. Sort of fell off as of late. Um, but I think they had like two goals and three assists in his first three games with them. Yeah, yeah Impact yeah. signing, the mm-hmm. definition of it right he away. He was you know? looking like the best signing of the summer. Yeah, and I mean, they're just a very formidable team, top to bottom. I mean, they're not going to wow you scoring the goal or scoring the ball, but they're also very stout defensively and in the midfield, you know. So they only have a three-goal differential right now, which is nothing crazy. But the fact that they're still in seventh and competing with that yeah. really show what they're about, you know. No, it, it, and they, I mean, if you look at who they've beaten, I mean, obviously the tie versus Bournemouth week one is not ideal, but they beat Chelsea. They beat Brighton. They beat Lutton. They beat... No, they lost to Man City. They lost to Liverpool. They beat Sheffield. And they tied Newcastle. Newcastle. So they're kind of right where they should be, I feel like, in the standings. They play play against Ashton Villa on October 22nd. So I feel like that'll be an exciting Mm. game because those two teams are right within arm's reach of each other in the standings. Um, But honestly, I know Rush is not on this episode. But he's, you know, you guys kind of inspired him to start watching Premier League. And bro, bro, just just do me a favor. Look at Newcastle. Look at one of their matches. I think the second most recent match. Yeah, Caden kind of summed it up there. We we're going to be talking about Newcastle real quick, and I do guys, I do want you guys to do a, ju- a justice for Rush here. Jeez, they beat Sheffield eight nil. Mike, and then and they just won. beat they just beat Man City in the third round of the Carabao Cup, too. and then they beat PSG in the Champions League. Which we'll Smash get in the Champions PSG, League yeah. after we you know, finish. Then, oh, he just dropped his phone. Drop. Phone drop. It happens more often than not. Uh, you know, it's the casual things on Tea Time reports mm. here. Casual but, degenerate. <laughs> they actually have scored a hell of points, though. Oh, yeah. No, they're, like, they're a good team. Like, week one, Ashton Villa, they beat them 5-1. And then you talked about Sheffield's loss to them 8-0. They've, they've got my midfielder on their team. Dude, they have Sandra. so many great players. Oh, yeah. Individual I, brilliant out the ass, bro. And they were my dark horse team to finish in the top four this year. Newcastle was, and I'm I'm still gonna ride with that. They've had their one-off games, but they they're tied with Man City right now for the highest goal differential with 11, 20 goals scored, nine goals allowed. Isak is just brilliant, pure class. Tonali is exactly the type of guy that you want to have in your midfield. Is he gives everything? He gives you the intensity. He gives you the attitude. He gives you the passion. But he also has the skill and the knowledge and the football IQ. And you pretty much you know who you learned all that from out of a CDM. You know who we learned all that from? Your bunda. AC Milan Youth Academy, baby. <laughs> Gosh. So you learned it from. I mean, hey, I mean, if you have, like, a captain, he sounds like a captain. I, I, I've i definitely heard the name Tonali. Yeah, because I, I talk about him all the yeah, time. Yeah, no, I, I, and, like, if you have that guy, especially in, like, I feel like as a CDM, like, in, in this league, it can take you places, man. Like, you can set up those elite scores, They're, like, Sun and Saka, or, like, guys like that. In, in I just my, think it's... In my opinion, I think... A reoccurring theme. Even though West Ham's ahead of Newcastle right now, I think Newcastle is just a better version of what West Ham is because they're both so gritty and you're never going to walk away playing them like, oh, wow, we feel good about that game. Unless you, like, blow them out of the water. But, like, they're just one of those teams that, like, you circle on your calendar and you don't want to go to their ground, you know? Saint, yeah, St. James Park. Then they play the same type of way, physicality, a lot of intensity, and it all triples down. Like their strikers play that way, their midfielders play that way. Whether it's Antonio on West Ham or Jolington on Newcastle, 
Um, then they still have Harvey Barnes. I don't want to forget Talon Wilson as well. Former, it, it, former it, all starts, it all starts with the clipboard, though. It does. Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe. And you, you've talked about him a lot ever since the start of the season. Um, Nick Pope has been playing mm-hmm. great in goal mm-hmm. as well. So I, I think they're built to succeed. Anthony I, uh, Gordon is he got sent down to the U twenty ones last season, come back up, and now he's had back. a great game against Liverpool. Was it? I think it was Liverpool. Yeah, it right? was Liverpool. Yeah. Had a very good game. I like watching him a lot because that was my first time actually watching him play. I never watched him when he was at Everton. It was. Right? No, no, I just don't like his face, so it pisses oh. me off when I see him. Okay. Yo, so that's why I don't like him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like when I saw him on the pitch against Milan in that Champions League game, I was just mad. Well, you're biased here. Don't yeah. say that. Don't say you just don't I like his face. I don't like his face at all. I never know how to pronounce his name, but the midfielder, Bruno... Gimaires. Gimaires. Gimaires? Gimaires? Gimaires. 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 That's the American way to say it. Yeah, right there. Like, say yeah, that. Does he have a real. face in FIFA now? Or FC? Does he have a face? Because yeah, for the longest, he never had a face. I've weird. been on that kind of football came out of nowhere. I yeah. don't know who he was signed from, but. Yeah, he's from Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any two cents on Newcastle? Anything that Rush can feel happy about? And any Newcastle fan out there listening to this podcast? You're in the Champions League. You're probably exactly. gonna knock AC Milan out. Oh my God, bro. I mean, bro, that's nah. big for Yo, them. We should have smashed them that game, bro. They got should've, a result should've, at should've the same Should've could have against Dortmund too, bro. Should've could have. Hey, I have no expectations for Dortmund to make it out of this group, bro. We got. We got the legitimate group of death. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not in group D. All of us did. PSG, did. Newcastle, AC Milan, and Dortmund. Like what? Dortmund's in that category of those teams, though. They just don't have the squad. They not not currently, have. not currently at all. It's it's a shell of what it used to. But be going sad. into week nine for Newcastle, what's your biggest, I guess, takeaway? Match day nine. Match day nine. Sorry. It does say that week nine's that, on. I know, the, but that might offend some people. If it might, say yes. Week nine instead of match day nine. It's too NFL-like. It is. It low-key is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So match day nine. Going into match day nine, what are your biggest takeaways for Newcastle or, like, your expectations going forward? Um, They have a lot of games to play. They're still in the Carabao Cup. They're still in the Champions League. So I do think they're going to struggle in the Premier League this season. Mm-hmm. That's usually just what happens to teams when they have so many games to play. Like, these players are not, they're human beings. They're not made to be playing fucking 100 games a year or something crazy. Yeah, so. yeah. it's a lot of running. FIFA really put that shit in perspective yeah. from mm-hmm. playing career mode. Yeah, like you would have, games. You would have four games in a seven-day span. And I'm like, dude, I can't even play my players after exactly, one. Because that's how they have the stamina set up in there, dude. It's yeah. crazy. So they're going to have to focus on one, whether that be Champions League or Premier League. I think it's going to be the Champions League because they got a huge result against PSG. Mm. Nil-nil at the San Siro, which is never easy. And now they have Dortmund to face. We should have whooped them boys, bro. Should have whooped bro. Damn, so if you are a Newcastle fan, I mean, I'll shout out to Rush out there if you're tuning in, brother. But uh, it looks like you got got some hope coming your way. Big things coming. Yeah, that's good to hear. At number nine is Crystal Palace. Excuse me. And then at number 10 is uh, Man United, um, and then Chelsea's at 11. I feel like some of these teams are kind of like, they're in that same tier um, as think, like what they're playing like up to right I now. Don't, I don't want to glance over Crystal Palace real fast because they have seven goals scored in eight games, but they've only allowed seven goals in eight games. So that is crazy. Solid. Yeah, that's Their solid. goalkeeper, defense. I forget his first name, but Johnson and his last name is leading the lead right now in clean sheets. Johnson. But it's just such a... 
don't know. I, I was looking at that, and it's just such a weird little stat line there, and just such a weird position to be in as a team. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you've got Man U and Chelsea right behind them at 10 11. Those are two big stories, seeing them this low on the table. But I, I just, agree. The fact that Crystal Palace, they haven't even scored as many goals or allowed as many goals as they've had played, and they're sitting in ninth. It's kind of crazy. Hey, you talk about the credits to the goalkeeper. We're seeing another team right below them, Man United. You know, I'm not an Onana fan. I don't like Onana. You know, I, I, we've seen oh, through this episode. Onana. We're <laughs> a big AC Milan fan, and he shit on us last season. He had our number the entire year last year. So uh, I'm praying on his downfall, oh, and wow. I'm happy. You know what I mean? Wow. I'm happy that it's not working out so well. That's not going to get you very far in journalism. No, no, no. You know what? It's going to get me very far in what I feel about AC Milan. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I guess, uh, I guess a Forza yeah, that passion, you know, yeah. I mean, moment there. But, I mean, I did want to give you some time, Fane, to talk about Chelsea and what you've seen so far. Just your overall breakdown going into match day nine. So, we've had a rough start to the season, but I will like to add that we've won our last three games. And I will say that all of our tough results this season have not if you watch the game it's not as bad as it looks on yeah. paper we have chances mm. we aren't putting them in the back of the net we got a rough red card against Austin or against Austin Villa and West Ham and that really killed that game both of those games for us when you go a man down you're, you're bound to lose possession and in this league yeah, yeah. it's so such a hard league to compete it's in it's not USL no. <laughs> And, I mean, we're looking like we're on the come-up so far. We haven't played anyone decent, but Fulham is not an easy result, especially no, at not. Craven Cottage. And Brighton is not an easy result, even mm-hmm. though that was in the EFL Cup. And we have a lot of players injured. Do not forget that. Reese James, Ben Chilwell, Nkuku, which was our biggest signing of the summer and looked great in preseason. And I mean, wasn't he the uh, leading goal scorer last year for Bundesliga? I think so. He had a great uh, season last season for um, Leipzig. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chuck Wameka, who's also mm-hmm. injured. 19 years old. Yeah, great player. Scored a goal also against West Ham. Fucking streamer. Um, yeah, I mean, we're on the come up. I don't like how Pochettino started out the season with us with five at the back. I feel like we have so many attacking players that why are we using another defender I understand that we always want to keep Thiago Silva in there at the backs and we have so so many center backs that we're bound to play three but I feel like sometimes you just got to be cutthroat about it and that's what makes teams great and makes players really want to compete for their spot so yeah now that we switch to four at the back it, especially in attack on paper it doesn't look like we're at four at the back but when you watch our games in attack we're at four at the back and then when we come back to defense it's five at the back so I mean I like what Pochettino's cooking up now and I think it's definitely going to be interesting going into the rest of this season especially the game coming up on the 22nd against Arsenal I'm excited for that one I, mean, I didn't know they played the, um, yeah, October 22nd um, at 12.30 p.m. on Saturday for all those uh, people over here in the States trying to watch. But, man, that's going to be a really fun game to watch. I- I'm excited. Yep. Just mainly because it's, you know, your club versus my team, you know, my club. You know, it's always fun to have a friend. Like, if, say, oh, if, yeah. say if the Giant, Logan's Giants were playing the Lions like that, 
you know, the fun that would occur we were, there. We were just talking about the group of death Champions League. Yeah. Rapid all last season through the Champions League as well. You know, AC Milan faced Tottenham, Brady's team. Next round, Leon faced Napoli, Ty's team. <laughs> Chelsea faced AC Milan in the group stage. Fact. Smashed on both games. Mm. Yeah, shit on. Mm. But mm. you know how it goes. Hey, but we, we kill y'all now, so it's all right. I wouldn't. Christian Pulisic's revenge tour. He's the LeBron James of soccer, bro. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, Pawn Stars <laughs> said so, bro. Pawn Stars. Pawn Stars. Oh, Pawn Stars? Okay. They said it, so it asked oh, me. I can't remember that clip. I, that was crazy. I thought he literally just said On Star. Like that fucking assist in the car. Uh, like, oh, my On Star said it. Was. <laughs> like, bro, you're talking to your On Star, like, assistant. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I love Pulisic. That, that's a whole different story. Um, can't, but, just, can't just talk about him, though. Oh, fuck, it's perhaps not an AC Milan episode. But, yeah, no, if you haven't listened to that episode, we did just pump one out uh, earlier this week, so definitely check that one out. Another one should be out when Caden and I get back from Tennessee. But moving forward here to another kind of tier of their own, I feel like it's probably Fulham at 12, Nottingham at 13, Wolverhampton at four, uh, 14, and Brenton at 15. Uh, we didn't talk about um, United. United as much, didn't we? Is there anything you guys wanted to touch up on that? On their club and their start to the season? Yes. They, yes. I mean, they... uh Some controversy surrounding them, too, about some allegations with some of the players. If you guys wanted to touch on that, I mean... Um, Eric Ten Hag, I don't know what kind of atmosphere he's creating yeah. in that dressing room right now, but it mm-hmm. does not look good. The players don't fuck with him. Yeah. He doesn't fuck with the players. You don't know if the players don't fuck with He doesn't even fuck with Ronaldo. That's how yeah, yeah. Is. Bro, yeah. if he doesn't fuck with Ronaldo and Ronaldo doesn't fuck with you, you think the players... Ronaldo are is right. very egotistical and he stubborn, is. but he is but he one is of the greatest leader. players of our generation, so to not start him, it's going to obviously cause and controversy. Weren't they down one game? And he had the opportunity to sub him in, but he's like, nah, I don't want to do He didn't like sub that. him in a lot of games. I mean, he sat him on the bench. He kind of tried him a little bit, which I kind of understand because Ronaldo kind of comes into every team. And he's getting older now. He's not the player he once yeah. was, let's face it. Yeah. But he definitely showed glimpses of it, like that hat trick against Tottenham. And Coming I mean, off of like, winning the Serie A. The season over when he said, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he definitely had it in him, but could he do it week in and week out in the Premier League? I, I don't, don't know. So. I don't but so. does that mean Ten Hag benches him? No, I feel like he should start every game, maybe mm-hmm. come out at halftime. Yeah. Maybe get some minutes, but he always needs to be playing. And mm-hmm. That controversy just kind of started this downfall of Man United. I mean, they did good last season, got fourth, got a Champions League spot. But it shows that it's just not coming together exactly. like it was supposed J- to. Jaden Sancho now being the forbidden from the just banished from the whole club entirely. And then so you have, sad, dude. Yeah, and honestly, there was like you look at some of the tweets from uh, some. I, I saw a tweet that was from uh, UEFA Champions League, and it was back when Dortmund played PSG, and it was young Mbappe, or younger Mbappe, and younger Jaden Sancho, and they were talking as, about them as they were on the same level. You know what I yeah. mean? So it's crazy to come from that to what it is now. And then you have guys like uh, Anthony, who's going through a whole scandal of, what is it, like beating his girlfriend? Yeah, that's. I think he's good now, though. Yeah, oh, yeah he's, he's back good. in training, and yeah. he's good, but they're not looking good. They're playing five at the back. They're starting McGuire mm-hmm. and Johnny Evans. Yeah, why is Johnny I Evans starting? I really don't know what he's trying to do here. I feel like he's trying to be that stubborn type of coach where... 
he doesn't care what kind of player you are, if you're a superstar or not. If you're not going to be with the team and listening to what he says, you're getting benched. And he's trying to make that statement to all the players, mm-hmm. but it's obviously not working. Yeah, it's not melding so. with any of the players. Well, some of the players it is, but not all the players. Yeah. I mean, clearly not. They're ranked 10, and this is a historic club. Hey, they started bad last season, but they made it top four, but it was not nearly this bad. Yeah, obviously this is very early in the season, and a lot of this is speculation, but man, I did not well, expect to true. see them at 10. You know? What we were talking about is true. No, yeah, no, yeah but like our assumptions on what this team oh, yeah, actually yeah. is, like what any of these teams actually are at this point. I mean, you can safely assume about Sheffield and you know, Bournemouth and Burnley and Lud in the bottom four, maybe Everton as well, but like Maybe the rest of them, give them some time to fluctuate, but like you can kind of tear it out already. But the next teams, like I was saying before, we kind of backtracked on Man United a little bit. Um, Brandon, anything you wanted to touch up on Man United real fast? No, I think they pretty much covered it well. They're just a debacle right now. Gotcha. Really no other way around it. I agree. I, I from what I've heard, I heard about that scandal with Talking the domestic, you know. Violence thing, and that's mm-hmm. rough. That's some off the pitch stuff. Even Marcus Rashford had some shit going on too, mm-hmm. didn't he? Uh, yeah, didn't. Yeah, I think it was last season mm-hmm. or the off season. Yeah, but still something that was just yeah, negative. Exactly. That's yeah. gonna linger. It's just know? still something that was yeah. negative and hindering just the overall atmosphere and culture and everything surrounding yeah. the club as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like they get the questionable signing of Onana. Oh, no, no. I think you just hate Onana, bro. Bro, he's Onana not doing was good, supposed bro. to be a great signing, but he has not kicked off like no. he was supposed to. Yeah, what are they the most, the most clean sheets in Champions League last season? He kept five clean, four clean sheets in a row against AC Milan through all of our games with them last last year. Fucking, we got shit on by them. Like, like we still do. Um, sadly. But the one shining light in Man United season this far is Rasmus Hoyland, yes. who they brought in. And... He's really lit it up so far, mm. so I'm interested to see what they do. It's Had not like their season's over. They're still in Champions League. They lost, I think, both of their opening games in Champions League, but there's potential there for sure. And, like I said, they're kind of in that tier of, like, probably with Crystal Palace, Chelsea right now, probably trying to push into that, like, that dog tier, in my opinion, with, like, Newcastle, West Ham, Brighton, probably even Ashton Villa. Like, those guys are going to try and get into the top four. But this next tier, I'd be like, ah, probably don't be hopeful. Fighting for relegation. Yeah. Fulham at 12, Nottingham at 13. Brentford's got that. Wolverhampton at 14, Brentford at 15, Everton at 16, and then the bottom four, Lutton 17, Burnley at 18, Bournemouth at 19, Sheffield at 20. The bottom four, we kind of don't even need to talk about. I mean, those guys just... Probably Doing nothing bad. really to play for this year. Struggle this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Fulham, Nottingham, Wolverhampton, Brenton, and Everton. I mean, like we touched Ful- up on Bre- like Everton Fulham's, a little bit, but like Fulham's got a future. Nottingham's got a future. All those teams have a future. What are your guys' thoughts on if you want to nitpick any of those clubs and just shout yeah. out any takes or yeah, opinions? Nottingham, I think they're a great project. Brought in a bunch of players. Brought in a player who kind of died off. Callum Hudson-Odoi, who came out of the Chelsea Academy and disappeared the past two years and was honestly on the level of those Sanchos and those Mbappes. He was up there. He was linked with Bayern Munich a couple years ago and went to Nottingham. They kind of have him in a new role, kind of like a left wing back, but he scored a wonder goal his first game and 
I'm just interested to see what Nottingham can do because I really do think that they have a lot of potential in that squad. I just remembered another guy who's been decently forgotten, Anthony Alanga, who's not been doing horribly. At least the season, the, the yeah. game that I watched against Chelsea, he was balling. He actually was balling. Another player pushed out by Ten Hag. Yeah, had, bro. Mm-hmm. Had tons of potential. And he put, like, Mudrik in a blender. I'm not saying that's very hard to do because he's a left winger, but still did it. <laughs> he put so Mudrick in a blender. Mudrick plays zero defense ever. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even drawn him for the ball. Right? That's that's what I hated when he I watched him. He doesn't even press. When I, yeah, when I, when I watched him lose the ball that he probably could have outpaced him for, he didn't even try. Yeah, like, Mudrick is that type of on-the-ball player. Yeah. And we were talking about how Everton kind of stays where they are most of the time. Maybe a little higher than 16, obviously, but... Um, any other team that kind of uh, Brentford is are they low? I mean, Brentford had a great season last season, almost made European football, but I think they had, they still have a great squad, but they're just not clicking how they did last season. Honestly, I think it's because of that Keystone piece that they're missing. That's uh, Calvin Ridley's story. Trevor banned for a year for um, mm. for betting. Yvonne Tony. Yvonne Tony, almost a absolute stud. Golden boot. Uh, I wouldn't say competitor. Because it wasn't really no competition for Golden Boot last season, but uh, definitely he was up there in the top three, I believe. And with that being said, I think that kind of wraps up most of this. Is there any last nitpicks or uh, cherries you guys would like to add on top? Any shoutouts as well? Um, what about Champions League? Oh, Champions League! Yes, sir. I completely blundered. Yeah, we were just going to briefly go over it. Yeah, why not? Summary. Um, yeah, there's really nothing. There's a there's really two, three games on this weekend worth watching. One being Arsenal Chelsea, another one being Man City and Brighton, and the third one being Aston Villa and West Ham. So oh. upcoming wise, well, did you guys want to talk about? Yeah, Napoli Real Madrid Jude Bellingham. Insane. He is having an insane, insane. season this nothing, season. So nothing far. like we've ever seen before as far as an introduction to a club like Real Madrid at the age uh, and the impact that he's had. You know what Guti said? Hmm. Guti was talking about how, he's, uh, how uh, the only person in the world right now that sees the absence of Ronaldo and Messi from Europe and is taking full advantage of it is Bellingham. Bellingham. Dude, ever since he was with Birmingham City to when Dortmund got him to when he left, I... I just, there is something, obviously me being a Dortmund fan, I've seen plenty of wonder kids come and go throughout our system. Oh yeah. But there's really, I just remember watching him the first couple of times and just, it's not so much his overall skill that wowed me, it's just, I don't know, there's just something different that like emits off of him it's when he's on he the pitch. When he reached the game, he knows where to be, his, he just, knows. His mind, yeah. like, there's probably more players his age around his age that are maybe slightly more talented than him, but they are so behind and nowhere near as advanced mentally as a player than Jude Bellingham is. And it just shows how big that gap is to have that little difference in you. You see it off the pitch as well. Yeah, I mean, the way he handles, I think he's still 20 years old. The way he handles himself, Real Madrid is arguably the biggest club in the world the biggest stage in the world, mm. week in and week out, especially playing at the Santiago Bernabeu, 
and he just comes in there and just grabs it by the munda and just makes mm. it his. <laughs> nice. I like that. Yeah. I mean, and this celebration where he's just standing there with his arms oh, open, yeah. just, dude, that's already one of the most iconic photos in all of football history. Mm. And it, it makes me so happy being yeah. a Dortmund fan because I've always sort of seen, like I said, I've seen the players come and go, but I've never really seen them pan out, really, mm. besides Holland last year, of course. But Jaden Sancho, we touched on, didn't really pan out. Usman Dembele had moments of brilliance that Barcelona yeah. sort of made more of his way at, at, PS, at PSG. He spent more time on IR than he did he, on the did, he, did he get transferred to PSG? Or was yeah, that, he's on PSG. Okay, yeah, that's what yeah. I thought, yeah. So he, he sort of making a resurgence in his career that, but it didn't really work out at Barcelona. Um, Actually, they're not even that heat of a front three. What about Christian Pulisic? Christian Pulisic, he, yeah, he's up there. He definitely had his success in the Premier League. What about so Lewandowski? Lewandowski, but that's not that's not as recent as some of those oh, other no, ones. No, no. Erling Haaland. <laughs> I thought you were just saying. One no, 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 no yeah, not yeah. Oh, overall, Ganji. we've had plenty, but recently there hasn't been as much. Ganji, Kanji, yeah. So getting in the Champions League, did you guys want to go over each group or kind of go over like the leader in each group at this yeah, point? Yeah, we can just go over the leader. Okay, so Group A consists of Bayern Munich. Um, Galatasaray, Copenhagen, and Man United. Um, Bayern Munich is obviously leading that. Um, Six points, two matches played, two wins, no losses, no draws. They look like they are the the clear-cut number one in that group. What are your guys' thoughts? They went out there in the first match day and they smacked um, Man United. Wait, wasn't it in... Wasn't it in uh, Old Trafford? No, it was at Bayern Munich. At Bayern Munich. And they didn't smack them. They They won, though. They almost drew to them, and a couple of uh, Man U's goals that they conceded were very sus. Really? Yeah. I think it was 3-2. Can you look at that game, Trevor? I thought it was like 3-1. I think... uh, They lost... uh, Man United lost to Galatasaray 3-2. No, no, it was... Then they lost 4-3. Four, four, three. Three. That's a great game. To Byron That's Munich. That's a great game. See, so they didn't really smack them. No, but. no they didn't. So the, so for Group A, tell you it, smack it's Arsenal. looking like Bayern Munich's going to take that home. Yeah. Well, the first two teams advance. Yeah. Okay, the first... Okay, so... And then this other club, where, where is this even? Turkey. Turkey. Oh, that is so cool. Hey, the Turkish Super League is not a bad no, league. No, no slouches at all. They just got, uh, what was it, Zaha over there. Now they got Icardi. Ziyech. Oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot Ziyech. And then we can kind of move. Oh, anything you wanted to touch up on that, Brandon? Oh, Bayern no. Munich or? Uh, Not really. No? no? Group B. Bernardo's been doing shit. Uh, is being led by Lens and then Arsenal. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> Sevilla yeah. and Ido. Uh, Endoven. excuse me. Um, are you know kind of the bottom two teams in, in this group? It kind of looks like. God, it's such an easy group. Yeah, it? that's. Yeah. I, I don't know those yeah. other teams. You know? Lens, Lens is a French team. Tough. And Lens beat Arsenal two one. Sevilla, they win the Europa League like every time. Every yeah, but that's year. every time. That's their. This is Champions League. This isn't their ground. <laughs> they, I think they just want to go back and win that <laughs> some more. I don't think they want to be here. Dude. If they Maybe. make it to the final of Europa, they're definitely winning it every time. <laughs> and they lost it. And Eindhoven... PSV is no slouch PSV's either. They're, no slouch. They're, they're, consistently, they're consistently a uh, top three, top two team in the Netherlands. I believe Malik Tillman's actually starting to play. They'll have like 
they're they're known for having probably like three to four like older washed up veterans than like twenty wonder kids pretty yeah. much. Yavi Simmons just left. Now he's balling at uh, Leipzig. Memphis Depay came from there as well. I didn't know that. Before he went to Man U. Mm. And mm. moving, did you guys want to move on to Group C here? Yeah. Um, being led by Real Madrid and Napoli, obviously, then. FC Braga. Oh, it's actually tied uh, with number two. The number two spot is tied with uh, Braga. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that name. And then number four, Union Berlin. That just sounds like a team that was not going to get very far. Well, Union Berlin, that's where. Um, fuck. Somebody else was there. Aronson plays there. Yeah. Not get far else. with their career, but like. I think Chiellini or Benucci, one of the, one of the two of them, yeah. They're, they've. They're on the come up. They weren't even in the Bundesliga like three years ago. They just reached the Bundesliga for the first time ever a couple years ago, and now they're already playing for in Champions League group stage. You know, yeah, they've been balling. So I, I like to see that. Not this, not so much this year. They've been balling, no, they, but, they have. But um, they yeah, just yeah, overall, yeah, overall they've just been balling. But, but overall, it's a group that should finish the way it is. This right is, now, a, I feel like this yeah. is a tough group though. Nah, no, nah, two clear cut winners. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Braga could steal it, but they would have to get no a way. result at Napoli. Mm. Yeah, no way Braga beats Napoli. But if they do, I'm laughing at Ty's face. <laughs> Shout out to Ty. But moving forward to Group D here. Um, real Sociedad. Real Sociedad. And then Inter are leading this group, Group D. And then Salzburg and Beneficia Lisbon. Benfica. Uh, Benfica, excuse me. Yeah, not, no, no sleep. Portuguese slashes. No slashes at all from Benfica. They're, they're like the, uh, that league is like the uh, Turkish league. They're I feel like, like I've heard. second tier. I feel yeah. like in Salzburg, I feel like I've heard. That's, they're from Austria. Mm. They're they're more of just like a wonder kid producing Do you remember squad. that guy, Racing Ron, Noah Okafor? Yeah. Holland, I think mm. Holland also came from Salzburg. Yeah, before he had he like nine to, goals yeah, he in went, one game. He, he came from Salzburg before he went to Dortmund. That's crazy. Mm. What are they putting in the water at Salzburg? Something, dude. I think Adeyemi came from Salzburg as yeah, well. They had they had one more good young striker. But yeah, this is... I mean, the group of death, as they call it, doesn't really lead up to it. Or live up to it, if you if you will. But still a very tough and spicy group. Just because there's no clear-cut winners. There's no like real powerhouses. I feel in like Inter group. might pull that out. You would think... I, I agree with you. I mean, right now... Inter, Inter it, should pull it out. It, they should. It, it As of right now, it could go either way, two games in, but Inter really should pull this out. I mean, they are just in the Champions League final last season. Exactly. And they're still miles ahead mm-hmm. of these other three teams, like talent-wise. Clear-cut number one. Actually, you know, Ace Milan's number one in the rankings of Serie A, but they're the clear-cut number yeah, one. Yeah, but it's still, it still is that group of death, and, I mean, you could fancy any of these other three teams to this steal the result. This is the group of death. Huh? That ain't the group of well, death. I'm saying just it's a group D, so it's literally oh. the group of death still. Oh. <laughs> I guess like the famous I, I, like I, I, it's I not the literal gonna... like group of death. I thought you were mentioning that group. No, it's no, like no. the nickname for that group type shit. And meaning like you could still fancy the other three teams to maybe steal a result from Inter Milan. It's very possible. You can see Benfica, you can see Salzburg or Real Sociedad doing that, but not likely. Moving to Group E, though, um, for me personally, I think I've only heard of one of these teams, so no disrespect, but Atletico is leading. Have you ever heard of Lazio? No, I I have not, actually. No disrespect out there. I know you're going to laugh at me. But uh, number two is Lazio, and then 
No, number three is was that Nordic? Feyenoord. Mm-hmm. Norway. It's, it's, uh, that's Scottish? Scottish? No, that's Netherlands. 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 Oh, it is Netherlands. Yeah, okay. Eredivisie. Yeah, yeah, so Feyenoord is at three, and, and that's Scotland. Yes, yeah, yeah. Celtic, Celtic at four. So, what are you guys' thoughts on this group? A little uh, lackluster. Am I am I wrong? Yeah, more so. Two clear cuts. Two clear cut. Yeah. No, so, I, no one's taking that group from Atletico Lazio. I mean, Feyenoord could, but uh, yeah, no way, Jose. Yeah. Shout out to Lazio's goalkeeper for scoring an in-play goal. Yes. What's his yes. Off the corner, Providell. In, in, in like the last minutes of, of the game, he scored a game winner. This is where it gets spicy. This is a crazy group. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Newcastle's leading Group F. This with, is the group uh, of death. With yeah. PSG, mm-hmm. it's at two. Then AC Milan at three. Then uh, Dortmund at four. So what are hey, your guys' thoughts on this? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it this way. AC Milan will be in second place uh, after next match day for us. We face PSG in the San Siro. PSG's gotten whacked at St. At St. James. We're about to go in there and lay that shit down. That's what I'm hoping. That was him all air we, thrusting. All we gotta do, all we gotta do is, capital, is capitalize on our chances. We saw it in the Newcastle game. Reason why didn't we win? Why didn't we win? Because we couldn't fucking finish. It was all there. If you guys want to re-listen to that part, it's that an hour and 12 minutes. You can just re-listen to that. Uh, we, why did we beat Dortmund? We couldn't finish. It just We, we couldn't do it. Why yeah, didn't you beat Newcastle? We couldn't, couldn't finish. finish. We couldn't finish. And that's like never a problem, usually. Then why aren't you going to beat PSG <laughs> and Bakken? Why aren't we going to beat them? That's <laughs> why we are going to beat Bro, Malik Chiaw and Fakayo Tomori are going to put that Ninja Turtle in his pocket. In their we'll see. That the young boy Malik Tiar, he's gonna pull out two hundred or three hundred million dollars out of his pocket at the end of the night. We'll see. Usman Dembele and Mbappe is Colo, pretty hey, much I, the I fastest hear, attack in the world. I don't want to so. hear anything mm. about Kolo Muani though, because I know he ain't putting nothing. He's past a baller us. too. He is a baller, especially in fucking. Honestly, FIFA, all the the story of his career for me is like a hundred and two minutes World Cup final. That was not an easy chance to finish. That's, That's the hardest chance in the world to That's finish. That's all I'm saying. Is that, that, is what I, that is what I think. All I know of him is scoring me. seven goals on me in FIFA repeatedly. Jesus so. Christ. <laughs> That's all That's I have. <laughs> dude, he was a fucking beast in last year's game. I don't know what, dude. People just took France in seasons. But all you have to do is just get a fast play. And they would put Mbappe on the wing and just have... Moani at the nine, and they would just tear me a new bunda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds nice. He's even better this year, 84. Fuck. Any more thoughts on Group F then? No. Moving forward here to Group G, uh, this is a. I, I know I like I like I like one of these teams already. Yeah, instant the, fan. B- BSC Young Boys. In- actually, instant fan. I'm gonna actually buy a kit from I don't Switzerland, care. I believe. All right, that's great. I'm buying. Kit. <laughs> yeah, the I don't young, care. They're the Young Boys. They're literally the Their Young kits Boys. Kits are bro. not clean though. Uh, but it's they're the Young Boys. Yeah, though. they're in, from Bern, Bern, Switzerland. Honestly, yeah, you nah. probably can just look on classic football tees, and then you can probably find. They're gonna get a tattoo of their fucking emblem. I mean, their white kits are kind of cool, but yeah. Is it gonna be worth the two hundred U.S. dollars? It's gonna probably require. Nah, probably got shit is ass. Yeah, that's that's probably more like it. But <laughs> these these all blacks are kind of tight. Leading Group G though is Man City, and then at two is Leipzig, and at three. Those aren't bad. Those aren't yeah, bad actually. Clean, actually. I'm actually yeah, gonna probably get that. Under 25th one anniversary jersey. If I so do, it might be like five hundred dollars. Oh, oh yeah, a thousand U.S. dollars. <laughs> but if you're over in Europe, it's about fifty thousand shillings. Um, who knows the, the 
But uh, and the young boys, you know, I love saying that now, are tied with uh, Kravena Svedzda. I yeah. hit that right on the head. I'm gonna <laughs> try that, you know, and hopefully it's right. But if you're from that area, my God, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, this group is looks pretty competitive when it comes to Leipzig and Honestly, I, City. I, I, like, I say there's. I say this is another one of those groups where it's just a, a too clear cut. Yeah, too yeah. Clear cut Leipzig is a sick team, though. They are. Let's not sleep. They have, even they, after losing. Yeah, they cool. lost a lot of quality, but what they were able to bring in in replacement of that, Dude. insane. Xavi Simmons is my favorite young player in the world. I mean, right now. Right, right now. Yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. Keep keep a pin in that, everyone. That you know, we'll, we have the receipts. Here. Right, you want to keep a pin in that? Keep a pin in Rafael Leao is going to be the best left winger in the world. <laughs> Dude, your takes are just yeah. outrageous, bro. After getting shut down by Dortmund, no way, Jose. Bro, you're just you're firing fucking blanks into a dark closet, <laughs> just bro. Like Milan, bro. Just like Milan, bro. Milan to the end, bro. I I I, like I admire the loyalty. But to the end. Dude, you're Stephen A. Smith. I'm gonna, I'm gonna support. I'm gonna support Rafael out to the end, bro. Okay. It's my player right now. He's my favorite Mudrick player in the world. Will be better than how, how old is no, How old is Leal? He's like 21. 22, 22, I, I was watching him play in that Dorman game, bro. He's that, spicy. That dude is a. He's a fucking specimen, bro. I, I'm not even trying to sound weird when I say that, but holy fuck, he's like, he's he's like his trot. Is like a full-on sprint for most average mm. people. Right, he like whenever he like dribbles, he's legit standing on top of the ball. Like he gallops, like that's like it's just crazy watching that man full stride. If they actually get some like legitimate passing going to him, he could be like. Well, that's all we do. Not trying. Like that's all we do. I last season, see a lot of no. Last season, the motto of the season was give it to Leal and Inshallah. That was the motto. That's all we did. We had no other option. I don't think that was the motto. <laughs> no, I don't. Look, I swear on it. The everything. first part, maybe. That's all we said. Give it to Leal, inshallah. You look at all on all on Twitter next. It's all we were. But, it's like, I'm just looking at his archetype of his, like, figure, and then I see, like, I don't. Is there much of a difference in stature between him and Holland? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, like how like, tall is. By, like, four or five inches. Really? No, I mean, really? Nah, they like, look like. Like, three I inches. Thought, I would, okay, yeah, that's around like, the same height, but like no, no, no. He's, stature. I thought Leal was like six two. Holland's like six six. Yeah, he's like no, six he's five. Not. Six five. I think six, four, four, bro. He's like six four. Maybe yeah. yeah he's like six five. Right. Six, I think he's like three six, inches in the same. That's like Peter Kraut. No way he's running that fast. Yeah, he's six four. Yeah, he's six. So okay, so I was gonna say like he kind of remind like he could be that kind of like like weapon that they feed. Style of players. Yeah, Leal he takes on players. He's probably like you. You can make an argument that he's like the only true winger left in the world with him and Cavara. Like they, he takes on players like no other. He'll dribble around you. He has the confidence. He's the most confident in the world. He, he he's not shying away from any any fight at all. He flops a lot. I'll say that, but they're all tactical. I would say his closest comparison is honestly Mbappe. I'm not saying that him they're on the same level, but like. I said like they, a they white called him the they called him like the black they called him the Portuguese Mbappe for a reason. Mm. I'd say that's that's like similar, that was when I first sort of like found out about Leao. I that's the sort of coin term that it's I It's the mean, headline yeah. you saw in a sense. I feel you. I mean it's probably just clickbait and really region, but But like there's probably some actual like they, evidence no, they, to they back have the that stride in a sense. Like maybe play style. As far as stature, they're kind yeah, of play, I, would, I would say play style. They both style. have that step over and exactly. like, they have yeah, long they both have long strides. Signature moves, exactly, yeah. 
And it's just, he's a really good dribbler. That's, that's pretty much where mm-hmm. it comes from. Believe it or not, this might be the first group I've, I know every team. Or at least I've heard of every team. Wait, and You've heard of it. The next really? one you have not yeah. heard. You have not heard. Of I swear to God, you I don't. Of, dude, I don't know. I, I have not heard of Amsterdam. I swear. No way. Like I swear through the vines. Like I somehow <laughs> have heard that. I name. know Shakhtar Donetsk is. I I've again I've heard that name. I have. Like, maybe. I swear. Like I'm I, I'm not just bullshitting. Like I hear I, I've heard those names. I know Porto is kind of a big. You club. just have to know Antwerp from like history or something. Like Probably, that. bro. Like maybe I was watching some I mean, YouTube and it it's the largest up, city in Belgium, if I'm not mistaken. No, dude. Yeah, uh, fuck. Who's a Who's that Belgian player I know? Not Ben Davies, but Magic. It, there, Hazard, there's like another guy that was on like Tottenham. He's like Kaku. Yeah, him and Kaku. there was like a, D, a center back that was like old. Like Tongan, uh, Alderweireld, uh, Company, Vincent Company. Yeah. yeah, he used to play for Spurs. What have I seen for Antwerp? No, no, no you're thinking of Vincent Company, the Belgian Pony. Well, because we we watched. I remember we watched. Um, it was like the Hard Knocks for yeah, all yeah. nothing Man City. Vincent Company. Oh, yeah, I think that might Ball be him. Brown, yeah. But He's now the coach of Burnley. Like, that might... Because, like, I did kind of... I remember when I was watching the All for Nothing, I did dive down Belgium soccer, like, just on my phone for a second or two, so maybe that's how I... Antwerp? Yeah, may, maybe. It's a weird... Antwerp. <laughs> but number one is being... It's being led by Barcelona. The number two, Porto. Number three, Shakhtar. Number four is Royal Antwerp. I don't think that's changing. Uh, yeah, it looks like it might be set in stone for Group H there, but that's just weird that those are the that's the one group I know. Yeah. Like, I mean, Shakhtar <laughs> could do it, but I don't think they will. Like, that's just like what the fuck, bro? Like, like what the fuck? Um, but is there any other cherries on top for this Premier League episode? Y'all boys would like to address, notate, shout out. Now's the time. Go ahead and take this over right now. Four's a Milan. I think Milan <laughs> finishes fourth in the group. Goddamn. <laughs> anyway, if that happened, I wouldn't be too surprised. How about you, Thane? Anything, uh, anything regarding Premier? Anything regarding some of the Chelsea players you'd like to say, like shout out to? You know, any performances? Shout out Mudrick. Shout oh, out yeah. Enzo. Chelsea on the come up. Okay. How many yes, wins sir. against uh, current Premier League teams does Enzo Fernandez have since wearing a Chelsea jersey? I don't know, but he played for an absolute terrible squad last season. That's tough <laughs> nice. to come in, but guess what? Took it to Champions League, I think, quarterfinal, beat Dortmund, got tough results against Real Madrid, and, I mean, there was still potential in that squad last season. Yeah, so. I had a tough draw. I'm glad to rough. see, after last year, especially talking to you then about them, like, I'm glad to see them They're actually potentially trending up. They have some upside. And Dortmund... They couldn't do much worse. Dor- I, from what I understood, yes, from last season. but Oh, it could get worse, but... I'm glad it's not going down that pit because it probably could have. It would have gotten really. Um, but Man City, hopefully, you know, for your sake, Brandon, they start trending upwards, and it's not against Arsenal, and Dortmund. Fucking love their stadium. Like I think that should be. Signali Duna Park. Like, We're gonna go there one day. Yeah, we have to, bro. We will be there one day. That reminds to. me, I do want to mention. So people say that Dortmund is one of the hardest atmospheres to play in. 17-year-old Mbappe for Monaco. This is what I remember when I used to watch Champions League, like when I was little. Not even when I was little, but... So, Monaco had a quarterfinal game against Dortmund. And I remember, I think it was the first, like, they played in Dortmund. And I just remember um, Mbappe scoring against Dortmund and celebrating in front of the yellow wall at 17 years old. 
Mm-hmm. And I knew he was going to be a superstar from there. Because it's like, if you're doing that no at 17 that in the hardest atmosphere in the world, like, you're bound to be mm. a superstar. Oh, I know those fans were volatile after that, bro. Bunch of drunk Germans. Yeah, <laughs> Angry dude. as fuck. Surprising that Jägermeister, like, fuck, bro. Some fucking Molotovs. Yeah, t- not too, bro. The worst atmosphere in the world, though, is South America. Those Argentina matches, yes. those Brazil matches. Fireworks. Sometimes people wild, like bro. die trying to get out of the stadium, just completely trampled. Like and people were like lighting off fireworks mid match. There's flares in the goal. There's smoke going off. Goalies can barely see. Dude, I, I remember uh, Ronaldo scored a goal recently where you can't even see the net. Yeah, he smashed that. it in. <laughs> That's classic. But uh, I think that's a perfect way to kind of wrap it up, guys. I really appreciate you for putting some time and effort in and. Obviously, it was a, a different type of Premier League panel episode. We're going to try and stay on top of it, this this go-around, if you will. But we really hope you guys are enjoying this coverage of this uh, European-slash-Premier League soccer-slash-football to all of our European listeners out there, or foreigner listeners out there, because over here in America, we say soccer, and it's kind of a shit word. Won't lie. It's just like a force of habit. Sounds like, it really bad. is. Like, ever since I was a kid. Soccer? You want to play some soccer? Yeah, built into us. It really is. And it... it it sucks because, like, I appreciate the verbiage used over there, like the pitch, and mm. you know that's just always that's yeah. nice. It's very exquisite. It exactly. is. It sounds good when I say it. It's like it's, bunda. It sounds good when I say bunda. I, you gotta stop good. with the bunda, bro. Feels good. Like, I gotta stop. <laughs> you teach my grandkids, bro. Oh my god. Just make sure when you're listening to this, you get to this point, you rewind back to one hour and twelve minutes. Just, just check re- that out. Just to relive the the best part of the episode. I forget what Indeed. happened. Oh, you, we'll you, just keep it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll, you'll find out when you listen to it, bro. But again, thank you everyone out there for showing love and support to Tea Time. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms at Tea Time Reports. It's greatly appreciated. Uh, if you have any constructive criticism or suggestions, uh, the email is readily available, so you know, feel free. Uh, this is Trevor, Thane, Brandon, and Caden, and we're signing off. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Peace. <laughs>